Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, all eyes on China today. That's after China signaled that it will stick with its long-standing zero COVID-19 policy despite mass demonstrations breaking out. Ryan, protests against the COVID curbs may cast a shadow on the nation's assets and broader risk sentiment in global markets. Yeah, it's a bit of a tug of war, right? You've got that playing out in China after some recent relief where Mm -hmm. some indications and speculation that we might see China reopening and some policy measures also helping for example the property sector and of course last Friday the triple R cut, the reserve requirement ratio cut for most banks, that helped to provide some tailwinds and we also had some shopping being done over the weekend Mm -hmm. with Black Friday and of course Cyber Monday to continue the momentum possibly so those will be on the radar for investors to see where things go from here. Let's unpack it with Matthew Taylor, he is the senior the director for FTI Consulting. Morning, Matthew. How are you doing today? Very well, thanks. Hope you are too. I'm doing great. Matt, let's start things off with how things are setting up for this week. So let's do a bit of a recap of what happened last week that drove markets and what we can expect this week. Yeah, we are seeing, as you mentioned, a fair bit of caution out there to kick off uh, the fresh trading week for us in the Asia-Pacific region. Of course, it was a shortened week of trade in the United States last week uh, because of the Thanksgiving holiday, but markets generally ending on a high in the United States uh, uh, with some modest gains there. Over the week, all three of the major indices were higher. The Dow up by about uh, 1.8%, the S&P about 1.5% for the shortened trading week. The NASDAQ was the laggard of the major indices of the gain of about three quarters of 1%. Uh, but worries really creeping into the markets towards the end of last week Uh, particularly when it comes to the near term amid those rising COVID cases in China and, of course, some increased restrictions in part of the country. Of course, we saw, as you mentioned, uh, overnight some significant protests in China uh, with respect to this COVID policy. So markets really a little rattled by that, uh, you'd have to say, towards the end of last week and now uh, more specifically as we kick off trade in Asia this Monday morning. When it comes to the United States, though, we will get some more clues about the U.S. economy. We have the official jobs report or the non-farm payrolls due out on Friday. The market expectations are for about 233,000 jobs to have been created. In the month of November, the unemployment rate seems steady at 3.7%. So as always, uh, that's very closely watched and will be on tap towards the end of the week. You mentioned shopping as well, of course, uh, following that Thanksgiving holiday, Black Friday in the United States and elsewhere, really, uh, on Friday. And we saw a record when it came to online sales with more than $9 billion Mm. spent on Black Friday. Overall, online sales were up by about 2.3% on a year ago. This is according to research done by Adobe Electronics Goods, a strong performer, rising, wait for this, 221% on a year ago. Wow, Matt, were you part of that online sale boom? I was not. I was not. Um, and I haven't actually bought electronics goods for a while either. So perhaps a few other people were in that same camp as well. So everyone rushed in to take advantage of, 
of those sales. Yeah, it's really China as well that's going to be in focus in the coming days where we are seeing protests playing out and citizens defying lockdown efforts and this really being sparked apparently by an online video of a fire in an apartment block and this has the potential to unwind some of the tailwinds we've seen in recent weeks especially after the triple R cut. Help us to recap what was in store for the landing scene in China because there's this question, right? If you make it easier to land, who is going to borrow as well? Exactly. Well, concerns about COVID in China uh, and, of course, what it means for the growth story, prompting the central bank there, the PBOC, to cut the reserve ratio requirement or the triple R for the first time since April to free up more liquidity in the system. Now, this is effectively like a rate cut uh, of sorts where it means that banks hold less liquidity and the 25 basis point triple R cut will free up around $70 billion of liquidity in the system that can, of course, then be lent out. So it remains to be seen whether or not there is an appetite for people to take on debt there. But given that, you know, things are again not looking great when it comes Mm. to COVID, uh, we'll have to see whether or not these, these measures actually have some impact as well. Of course, COVID cases continue to rise in China with more than 30,000 new daily infections announced uh, over last week. Yeah, of course, if we do get restrictions coming back, it's not going to do any favours for loans growth in China. And looking at China, we are watching out for data to come out in the form of PMI numbers. What are we expecting, Matt? Yeah, this is going to be another closely watched release, which uh, happens on Tuesday. More data on the manufacturing sector Uh, where we get the official manufacturing and non-manufacturing PMI data. Uh, We also get the private sector Tyson survey on Wednesday as well. And given the COVID situation there, we're expecting to see these gauges fall deeper into contraction territory. They're already trading uh, below that 50 level. And of course, anything uh, above 50 means expansion. Mm -hmm. Anything below 50 means contraction. And the expectation out there is that we'll see readings coming in around the 48 level. So, uh, again, given what's happening there with, of course, the controls that we are seeing of the broader society with respect to those restrictions, it's not likely to play out well when it particularly comes to manufacturing because clearly that's impacted by the fact that, you know, people are, movements are being reduced. So can people actually go and manufacture goods elsewhere in Asia this week? Uh, bit of other economic data, uh, but interestingly, we'll also get uh, India GDP numbers uh, that are expected to show year-on-year growth of about 15.2%. So uh, a strong read there when it comes to India. Uh, conversely, we're likely to see some weaker data prints in China. All right, that's a great overview of the coming days for investors to keep track of. We've been chatting with Matthew Taylor. He is the Senior Director for FTI Consulting. Matt, thanks for time this morning. Thanks very much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.